and the herd ran in fear. And the dark ones, children of the worm, walked the streets in the day. I turned my head from the sight. The phoenix told me, this is as it shall be, but not as it should. The phoenix left me then. Now I cannot dream. I can only remember the signs, each one in perfect detail. These are the last days. May Gaia have mercy on us. 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade presents Werewolf the Apocalypse, a review podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade presents uh, Werewolf the Apocalypse. As we uh, tiptoe review here, this one is going to be, of course, about Rites of Passage, uh, the next book that we're taking on. And uh, from what I gather, well, before I do this again, I always get ahead of myself. I'd like to thank Nick and DJ for joining me on this. Glad to be here. Hey, everyone. This book is a bit uh, surprising, uh, to say the least. Um, I want to preface everyone with, if you think we're about to go through, that this book is not how to put someone through a rites of passage 100%. In fact, very little of it is mentioned in format. It is a storybook, meaning that it's it's a plot uh, that they wrote up for you to go through to give an idea of uh, what one can do with a werewolf story. kind of gives your first taste. It is your first taste of it. Uh, in first ed, and that's uh that's pretty cool. Uh, but before we get to the the other of it, the meat of it, and actually let's do this in reverse, Nick. Yeah, don't mind. Okay, I think it's more worthwhile. I think it's fair to the people listening. Let's get out of the way of what they do cover. Um, it's called rites of passage, and we will get to that directly. Uh, but uh, as we get to the individual descriptions, just a caveat. Number one, some of you may be well fans of the product but outright offended if you've never read this book for first edition on um, what they originally threw out there for werewolf and putting people through a rites of passage and maybe that would be because of a well an expectation a different way of looking at it from a, a further review like a werewolf 20 or even a even a revised werewolf uh definitely gets there or the tribe books directly however uh before we jump into that nick overall what is a rite of passage uh, at its very core, a rite of passage is a spiritual journey where a group of young cubs will set off to to prove themselves worthy of being initiated into guru society as a whole. It, it's as simple as that. Um, it's your rite of passage, right? You do your first change where you discover you're a werewolf. And um, But how do they find out if I'm a werewolf, Nick? If, I, if I'm about to go through my first change, how does the werewolf know to find me? Well, there's a couple ways that can happen. Uh, the most usual way is if you're kinfolk or of kinfolk blood, when you're born, they'll assign something called a kinfetch spirit to you. And it's just a spirit that watches over, watches for if or when you go through your first change. And when it happens, it runs back and tells somebody, hey, this guy has changed. Send somebody out to go get him. And then the spirit whisks away into nothingness. The other way is you go through horrific change and they catch it on the five o'clock news. <laughs> <laughs> Werewolf terrifies the park or something, right? Got to remember the veil does its job. And so werewolves in a sept have to be smart to look out for this stuff and see what they have. Here's the dark half of that, too. Keep in mind that the worm does have versions of this. There, there is a threat you will see in future materials that if the kin fetch doesn't get there in time or doesn't get to you in time, it's not responding in time. There are other beings that are looking for this new werewolf and we're glad to pick them up and show them what's going on, especially if they're in a particularly bloody change and what goes on. Yeah, it's, it's a risk, right? It's a, it's a scramble for resources. But based on that, I want that fresh in your head, because after you go through your first change, you get brought back to your sept. They prep you for your rite of passage. Now, your rite of passage is for pups, right? I know you heard cubs left and right. Me and Nick have been chuckling uh, to, to see it. This book does its damnedest. To refer to young werewolves as pups, not cubs. But if you take a look back, just take a quick look back to that first edition werewolf book, Cubs All Over the Place. Well, you right? know, uh, sometimes uh, a word is chosen and then and then someone says, hey, what about? And then you're like, mm, maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should check that again. <laughs> and then there's a chance. Yeah. 
there's a chance there were Wrigley Field fans and old Chicago Cubs fans uh, for baseball here, and they just you know wanted to make it stick. But even even they got a mascot. It's a cub, is a bear, and pups are for wolves or, or dogs, right? That's the lupines. There, there's that. Um, but regardless, we're just funning. Sometimes that happens. Maybe they just switched it entirely. One slipped past the editor, whatever. And uh, but humorous. But to get to it, I got these pups. We're sitting in a cairn, and. We know that they got to get prepped for a rite of passage and they got to go through it, but that all depends on what tribe is running that initiation. And so we're going to roll into the various initiations they have for this. And, and DJ, I know that you're here in sort of a uh, commentative capacity, and we needed you here because we want you to hear these. And DJ, DJ, if you can, everybody, DJ right here, everyone else listening, we want you to get prepared to hear this. And we want you to, to tell us what you think about these as we roll through, roll through them. And Nick, if you could, we're under here the traditions of the people, of course, and the rites of passage on page 16. Can you read to us the typical rite of passage for the Get of Fenris? Uh, I, I certainly can. The Get are the most brutal to their pups. They often cull packs they don't feel are worthy to be of Get. That is, they slay them outright or banish them to be Ronin for the rest of their lives. That's before they even start, sir. But then once they do start, they place those they don't call in bloody, violent, horrific rites of passage that are more likely lynch mob scenes than anything else. The pups are turned loose and are hounded and hunted by the get until they falter. At that point, they must prove their mettle by fighting their elders in pitched battles. Oh, okay. All right. So, DJ, just you've been with us as we've reviewed these a bit. Just the two first edition books. Do you feel that there are fans warranted at calling to get what they have, which you've heard? I'm still in shock. It, it's like a, <laughs> I'm, I'm like my, I wish you folks were here to watch my, my expression. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, what? Why would you ever do this? Why does this look like the Spartan race from hell? Why would you make someone go through all of this just to get to the end and then get in the battle? And it's like you're still standing. All right, keep coming here. Uh, no, that uh. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because who's going to carry the boats and the logs? The pups? Is that it? That's why. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst Bud's Hell Week there ever was. Welcome to the Get Fenris. Right? This is like a fraternity it's... gone bad. And like the crazier part about that. Wait, don't you have to be? Isn't Ronin a conscious choice? How'd you just get? Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll run with that. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing that out there. Well, now. Now, uh, that's that's what we read. Ronin said it's a conscious choice. You're going to be a Ronin. Apparently now they're completely saying, yeah, get the hell out of here. Um, whatever. Sure, we're just open about loose interpretation of it. We can only, you know, it's only what we read. It's only what we can go by. But then we get to the shed. Well, actually, I don't even want to step off that completely. Um, my want is to almost defend to get a Fenris, but that's because I know what later on this gets repaired. I want to put that in here. Later on, there's a reason different editions have come out. I want everybody to get that. We're just going from what we had from the beginning. Stay with us. So we get to the Shadow Lords, right? And it says the Shadow Lord, typical rite of passage. The Shadow Lords also have a very brutal rite of passage. They throw many potential guru, even kinfolk, who have not exhibited signs of the change, into a ring and force them to fight with weapons. Only the ones who win these fights are awarded adult guru status. The rest have the wolf taken out of them and are left to wander the world as soulless husks. What the hell? Right, I'm not even done. They encourage leaders to organize teams to fight each other in these duels. If clever tactics result in an uneven contest, well, the natural order of existence is hardly known for its fairness either. So let me get this straight. Basically, Mortal Kombat's real, and the Shadow Lords are the ones that run it, and they sit back with old Shang Tsung and the Emperor and whatever else and crazy stuff and fight. And let's see what it is. And if you lose... Your wolf is mine. And they, and they just steal it out of you, right? <laughs> they just take it from you. Now, already in two tribes, we hear, when will you rage? I'm raging right the hell now. You told us that there's too few of us growing. You impressed upon us the point of breeding, everything else. So if I go through the breeding and we get through the process and we do what's right and you get them, you're culling what Gaia deems should be a guru. And how the hell do you get to say you're in the right or that you're even a tribe? It's deep. It's deep. It's typical. This is a this is steep tradition, maybe from a time in which uh, cubs were abundant. Who knows? 
Oh, this is this is the pre impergium. Uh, I'm not saying oh, I'm not right. saying that for sure. I'm just saying there's it's traditions. It's the only way it makes sense, though, right? Because isn't one of the litany like submit your throne when you can? Because there's only so many of you to go around to begin with. Of course, there's a high attrition rating if you're going through these initiation rites. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think the they rock. okay. So it does sound brutal, right? These definitely sound brutal. But let's take it all the way back to the very beginning of this chapter. At the very start of the rites of passage, they have a quote, and it says, "And so." The first pack gathered their children together and abandoned them hungry and naked in the frozen waste, telling them to wear the skin of the wolf and to come back to the pack only when they are as mighty as the first ones. That's what they're Mm. saying is, you know, anything you face is going to be stronger than we already are. That's the power of the worm. Come back ready to fight the worm at its worst. That's one way. The other way is that we know that there is a first, the first pack, right? Yep. Right, we learned that in this book as well, and and I'm certain we'll get into that. But there's a a mighty first pack that seems a little impossible uh, to meet that standard, right? Because how real is that story? But what what about the Silent Striders? Eh, they got to have a different one, right? Sure. Uh, the the Silent Striders are dark and mysterious. None understand them completely. It is thought, however, that Silent Strider pups are often asked to carry a message into a particularly dangerous territory. Or to follow a moon bridge to an unexplored destination. Oh, wait a second. Shadow Lords, only, only you must die. I don't own him best. And, and that's that's there. And the get offenders are basically, ah, 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 is he dead? I don't know. He's still standing. All right. Come have a beer. Right. Just just savage brawling. Silent traders are like, hey, can you deliver this message to mom? Don't forget to bring back the milk. Uh, they're yeah. they're kind of like, a, are you equipped to be a government postal worker? You had it better than I did. I thought they were just Colombian drug mules at this point. Come back with the money if you got this. <laughs> do, do, say, do say particularly dangerous territory. I'll take your your drug mule moment. Yep. I okay. Uh, here's one that I thought was awesome. Children of Gaia. The children of Gaia have a very spiritually oriented rite. Their pups go through a lunar month of ritual meditation, fasting, and preparation. During this time, the pack is expected to discover its quest and its totem, if any. Then the rite of passage is culminated in a ritual, which corresponds to one of the uh, one of the solstices or equinox. Uh, the ritual itself invokes the unicorn, who carries the pups to its realm, where it tests their hearts, souls, and spirits as only a spirit can. An alternate rite places the pups in a secluded location with pups from other tribes. This tests not only their survival skills, but also their meditation abilities. Uh, now we're playing a guru game. I, I really do feel that. Like, if we're doing a rite of passage, wait a minute. We're going to meditate a bit, learn how to kind of kind of keep our rage in check. We're going to learn about ourselves. We're going to do it to a holy rite, a holy time of the year, and kind of go on, undergo all this. Sim seems there will be mentors or whatnot coming to and fro, and we'll learn our first gifts from them, maybe, possibly. And then Unicorn comes and takes us because that's what Unicorn does. And it's going to sit there and, and test us. Now this great totem comes and tests us, but not in like necessarily a physical violent way, but it could be, right? It says it's going to test our heart, our soul, and our spirits. And who knows what that is? But it, I, I'd be, that, that makes sense to me for the guru and what they're supposed to be the spirit warrior thing, right? It does, but there's such a disparity. Because of the way that's currently written, it reminds me of the plot to the first Care Bear movie. And the reason I say that to rag on it for a moment, folks, is because you have such a centered group by comparison to what you had before. And when you start off with the Get of Fenris and the Shadow Lords, and now you have stereotypes that you're taking a look at, the way that the, these rites are currently being written, it's almost hard to argue in this edition why those stereotypes exist from the perspective of each tribe. And you I'm can gl- see what... I, I'm just saying, like, you see someone meditating versus like, yeah, well, what did you do? Eight of my buddies are dead and I'm still standing. What about you? I meditated. That's cool. I'll call you when the fight's over. I can change your mind, though. Let me tell you about the Black Furies. Theirs is a little bit different. The Black Furies call upon their totem, the Pegasus, to carry the pups on a quest. The quest usually involves reclaiming a particular cairn that has been lost to the worm, but might also include rescuing a forgotten animal or preventing the rape of a woman caught by foul servants of the worm. That sounds more like an epic. Doesn't it? It's like, I'm going on this quest. That sounds... All right. I could deal with that. That sounds a little more balanced along the way. Well, okay. So, 
So, hang, hang on even on that. So you're saying, by the way this sounds, since that's the easiest, that's the way to go. I'm not saying it's the easiest in no way, shape, or form. I feel that you know that if they have to go on this quest, people ain't coming back. Fight your Geta Fenris elders, or fight to, to stop your wolf being stolen from you, set up by elders who get off and watching you fail, apparently, or <laughs> go and kill a rapist. It's a very strong pile of servants of the worm there. Or, or you can go and reclaim this hive from the worm. Did you miss that? Right? That's what, that's what we're getting at. And you may have missed him saying that. That <laughs> rescuing a forgotten animal or preventing is, is one thing, but when it says reclaiming a particular Karen that has already been lost to the worm. As, remember, we're not rank nothing. This is what you do to prove you're ready to be a guru. I don't even have the rights to do that. Like, I don't know them. And I can't convince an elder to even start to teach me. It's just you got Krenos. Make it happen. That's a... Uh, wow. That, that That's that's just what you say, right? This this book is not pulling punches on what the werewolf have to go through. But to the point of the children of Gaia, the children of Gaia, what I want to state, remove every other tribe and just leave the children of Gaia there and you will have your future supplements. Of where everybody starts as your basic group. Every tribe takes that approach. Just replace the totem and add the culture of the tribe, which tones down later on. I want to tell everybody that. We're not yep. riffing yep. on this book. We're pointing out directly what is written from it and are in just wowville and, and, and wondering about it. Because I don't know how this book didn't get flack for this sooner. Right? There's some of it that's just, okay. And I know, and I and then I think about it and I say, okay, well, think of how this rolled out. I must have said that first one, this comes comes out right here, but then vampires hot spitting out all this stuff. Conventions are starting, stuff's being used. We're still in very early on of, of what this is. So the writers, and I want you to appreciate this, they wrote something to be gripping. They had the engine of destruction that's a werewolf. They wrote a plausible story for it. And this came out in an attempt to give you a story of how you would use them. And so to them, this rite of passage could be bloody. But as we pointed out, me and Nick were, were rapping about this a bit. And uh, one of the points we got to was the fact that clearly this is where you're supposed to take that seven physical primary, four strength, four stamina, whatever type of player character with four brawl or four melee, whatever your points tell you, you can get away with in that style because it's okay. Because these rites of passage exist depending on where you come out of. And this isn't supposed to, these rites of passage aren't supposed to create one, one guru fits all. They're supposed to get the very best, which are the heroes, the player characters. Yep. But when you make these characters, you have to imagine you got to uphold where you came from. Like these are some deep war stories, right? Yeah. Take for instance, Nick, what's the Fianna? Uh, the Fianna, they, they have a, they have three basic tests, a test of wisdom, a test of luck and a test of skill. And you have to pass all three of them before they, uh, before they, they join in, but to make things better, they probably do it out in crazy Fianaville, which is like Ireland and Scotland full of Fae that like to jump in and mess with everything. It, you have to go through rigorous, rigorous, uh, instruction from your elders before you even get to attempt this. And what they do these, these weird tests can be so dangerous that on occasion, the wild hunt has been known to bomb in and rescue these cubs that are in the middle of something they just can't handle. And not to open up the can of what the wild hunt is, but if those who know, know it. But we're just telling you right now, it's a powerful Irish mythological spirit that ascribes itself to the Fianna, specifically because of their totem stag uh, as a tribe. And it's, he's part of yeah. that somewhere we won't get deep into it but that's there and uh that's that's interesting but this here is another tribe that i think is soundly put together in a rite of passage but they they make it seem different there's an apprenticeship yeah. that i'm gonna go through where i sit under whatever elder to learn my place in guru society according to the fiana and what i need to do before i go to take these tests all right so there's a time limit involved here or what have you right and it kind of hammers home the culture and style of them, too, where the other more violent ones seem to be rough, fast, in a hurry, get the very best out because you'll be tested and, and you won't be found wanting because otherwise you're dead type thing. Fiona are like, no, we teach them. 
Yep. They're, they're precious. Somewhere they fit. Where are they? And they'll know in their time. But when we get to the Glasswalkers, there's a departure here. It says the Glasswalkers see no reason why their pups should learn to hunt and kill. There's no reason why you need to be violent. They want the pups to form packs on their own. You know, over Discord, some internet, maybe WoW. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the walkers only require them to meet on a regular basis. At some point, the Glasswalker elders will place the new pack in a very difficult situation, i.e., We'll get them involved in a vampire's plot because they could just do that on a phone call. Make the best of it, you know, see what they could do. Um, maybe even run into a mage or run afoul of some other weird mummy plot, right? Because let's just hit the whole genre while we're at it. And and then expect them uh, to come out on top. Uh, they are allowed to use any and all resources they could scrounge up. Spirits watch the pack wherever they go and report back to the elders. So they have built-in tattletales. Uh, depending on their performance in the urban jungle, as it's called, uh, the elders will either vote the pack into the tribe and thus give them their tribal names and computer access codes or continue to test them, um, or, or, they won't, or they simply won't be in. Um, it says that there are a few older pups in the Glasswalkers who, bitter and short-sighted, go Ronin without the benefit of a right. So, DG, we're back to it's it's voluntary, at least. Yep. It definitely is. This also sounds like a corporate retreat to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this reads like to me? They're like, hey... There's a rite of passage, and we gotta we gotta put them through a situation. Yeah, well, I can't find my email. Can they just come over and find where my deleted email is? And I can't recover. <laughs> if they can do that, fine. We'll give them their name. Whatever. Come on, guys, you're on this, right? <laughs> the new Call of Duty dropped, and my computer can't run it. Come figure this out. This is brand yeah. new. Oh no! How are we ever gonna make it through this? <laughs> Rather interesting. Uh, what about the Red Talons? At least they should be. Epic compared to the other tribes. The Red Talons rights often revolve around communing with nature and protecting the dwindling wolf population. There's no surprise here. Uh, pups will often be assigned with the task of rescuing a wolf from captivity or destroying bands of poachers. Survival skills in both the, the deep forests and fringes of civilization are essential. Uh, well, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. Like, I had, I had nothing bad to say about that. I, that's your your red talon. Uh, help the wild. Help us. Save some wolves. Kill some poachers. That's all we want you to be. High five or high paw in this case. Yep. All right. No confusion. Bonars, though. And this is where you got to pay attention, folks. Bonars are interested in developing the survival skills of their pups. Because of this, they will often arrange to have the pups abducted from the city and dumped somewhere completely different, there to survive and make their way back to the city. There is much honor in finding one's way back without help from other group. Of course, this is often how uh, new Bonars tribes get started. We think they meant Sept, right? Or maybe, yep. m- maybe just like a hangout. We don't think them because obviously you'd be called a brand new tribe, not just Bonar, but we, you know, who knows? As the pups sometimes stay in the new city rather than return to the old one. So clearly they mean Sep there. That's a typo. And uh, this is interesting. So the Bonar method, I kidnap you, DJ, because I am a Bonar and I know you are one, but you got to prove yourself. And I throw you in Toledo, Ohio. No rhyme or reason. Don't explain it. Remember, you just changed. No matter what you did, I'll take you from your family. We drop you off and we tell you good luck, kid. You make it back, you're one of us. You never see me again. Unless you make it back to where you were. Now, let's say I was in Montreal. I am, uh... I'm gonna be a bitter person, Bob. I'm gonna tell you what. You literally pulled off an inner city doubt on me. You told me you were going out for cigarettes and lottery tickets and you left me behind? (laughs) How am I not gonna get upset at you? And then you put me in the system and I gotta work my way out of it? No wonder I'm full of rage. Man. I don't want to see you in my life again. Ever. I mean, it sucks that you're upset and you feel that way. Uh, maybe perhaps in selecting your character, I can convince you through Nick that the Utena, spiritually sound, heart of the people, core of of the pure tribes, as they call themselves, um, will eventually will. Um, Nick, Nick, give me some of that Utena love. Uh, first of all, I'm going to tell you all about the Utena. But... We need to talk about how there's much honor in reading a map for the Bonars. What is up with that? <laughs> they, all they got to do is find their way back. Read a map. They could hitchhike. 
What is this? Ah, oh, man. Listen. Luke Tenna. Luke Tenna used complex mystical rituals to set up strange testing grounds in the Umbra. Often the pups are sent to the domains while elders supervise the rite, challenging the pack to be in an almost laboratory-style fashion. Thereafter, the master of the rite gains a special title usable only by the pack he oversees. He's the pack's warder. This position has special ritual significance. Those that don't survive the rite of passage are mercifully slain with a ritual silver dagger since the sanity-bending vistas that the Uctena evolve are enough to reduce the pups to gibbering halfwits if they fail. That sounds like the Lovecraft tribe. Right? The HP Lovecraft tribe. I don't, uh... Ah, that's weird. All right, so, so to review that, so basically, they are mad science... They, they take a weird scientific approach to magics in the Umbra and subject new Uctena to what these experiments are. Apparently, bad enough to drive someone insane. So insane, so insane. they have to be put down. That tribe kind of sucks. Like, I mean... I mean, I'm trying, I'm just stunned. I'm trying to think about it. Like I go through my rite of passage or excuse me, my first change already harrowing. Then I'm a cub here and they're like, ah, well, you're a tenor. Come with me. What kind of evil son of a bitch devises these scenarios? These Uktena Kobayashi Maru no win scenarios in which they got to send these cubs through to where they're reduced to gibbering mad, like cubs of uh, just despair like mopping on the ground they're like all right buddy sorry you didn't make it skatunk well don't worry because you get the daunting task of explaining why your utena made it through sound well done yeah all right don't worry wendigo got this well in hand see the wendigo take their pups and they go as far north as possible and they deposit these cubs in frozen lands and tell them make it back home it's desolate they just throw them out as they are and they head on back. And they said, hey, if they see him, great. Um, we'll we'll celebrate for a week and tell him, good job, you're a Wendigo. However, maybe we don't have enough land to go that far north to do something with. Then we just send them into the city with nothing and tell them to come back with a venti mocha uh, something. And see if they can manage that without breaking the litany or anything like that. Uh, Bob, today I learned how to change forms. I believe I am ready for my rite of passage. <laughs> Take Good. me to the cold where I can turn into a wolf or take me into the city where I can turn into a Hamid. I'm all set. It seems real tame, don't it? Like, <laughs> you're, you're going to make it back. It seems like there's a student exchange program happening between the Bone Gnarrers and the Wendigos. And now we get to see why the pure breed don't exist in some folk. That's, a, like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a good connect. Wow. That's why they're swiping. Oh, man. Um. Well, hell, there's got to be something to this, right? A little bit, a little bit. Maybe we can convince you here, DJ. What about them silver fangs, Nick? The silver fangs perform a special rite, which sends their pups back through the bloodline of the guru to inhabit the bodies of ancient and honored ancestors. While there, they faced epic foes and experienced the pure, pristine wilderness of the time before the Impergium. How well they enact their roles will determine how the tribe views them as a pack when they return to the present. This right serves to keep the Silver Fangs firmly grounded in their historic past. Hey, talk about being set up for success. I have, I have a lot of positive about this. I feel that this is another badass way uh, to teach werewolves about who they are. You have a right that works functionally like the background ancestors, and uh, except it's obviously going to work and for yep. a long time. And you send them back into these heroes to allow elders, or at least the spirits, to see how you would handle being in your ancestors' shoes in those moments, which is a great start, a great prelude uh, to, for, for my opinion, for you to go through as a rite of passage also to give a chance to see maybe the same totem or perhaps even a different totem or would have gone through and you get the role play through all that. I think that's great. It's awesome instruction for a new uh, beginning group of gurus as well. It's literally fake it till you make it. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get that. You mean you mean fake it like you know pretend to be this dude and you can see what you go through? Yeah, it's 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 filling the shoes of people who have done great things and understanding the method of your tribe and then becoming that right. That's how you that's how you pass on you 
you become what you're meant to be by being. But without that hand to guide you, that's the that's the thing I enjoy most about it. It's you may know the story, and I I even have a suspicion I might even be part of the right. They tell you the story of these great people because you're a cub. You don't know. Yep. Get it? Pup, I meant. And uh, I, I tell you about it. You get it going, and then you go to sleep, and boom, you dream of this guy, and you're him and or her, and you got to figure it out. And that that's that's special. That's like trying to get you to understand. What if you're a Metis that came up through there, right? Or maybe someone who gets blackballed, but now you get to see why that happened to them. And maybe you see the infinite. There's a lot of lessons and cool stuff you can kind of interject and plot to go through it. And yep. if you got to fake it to make it, hell, do it. <laughs> right. That That's definitely interesting. And I think, like, what if you're forced to relive one of your ancestors who was there when Chernobyl cracked and you had to go up against that? Yeah. If you're just fated for a failure. And I, I should say you're, you're fated to die, but it's just a matter of what do you do with that precious amount of time? And, and what do you do against that cer- circumstance? So I could see where not only do you get to have the glory moments, but you have those moments of despair and how well you're able to sustain yourself um, with any type of honor and glory in, in those precious few moments you have left. Word. I've, that's it. It's all need to be said. Uh, Stargazers, of course, they still win. They win because the Stargazers, as always, they're always the tribe that's aloof that are super cool and just chill. They're just chill. Hey, the apocalypse is here. That's great. Um, I, I was joking with everybody. I still hold to it. I view that Kwai Chain Kane was a stargazer. And he went through. Kung Fu the Legend continues. He needs to raise all pups. There needs to be a master Po, because I feel he'd be great here too. And here's why. Stargazers, it says a very few packs are ever formed of them, and a significant number of stargazers never join a pack. Their special rites of passage can be given to any number of stargazer pups at one time, whatever. Uh, but individually, of course. Uh, the pups are ritually prepared and then placed in a specially constructed chamber. The chamber has a spiral ramp that gradually rises up and coils around itself three times. On this ramp are 21 separate riddles or puzzles, each represented by an object, a person who challenges the pup, or a spirit who is, who is in and of itself an enigma spirit. Or just an enigma in and of itself, I guess. Um, but the pup or pups, uh, because they can help each other if they're there, must answer each of these riddles correctly or the right will be called off and the pup sent to study once again. Not killed, not failed, not told you suck. It is literally like one of those, the analogy I used, imagine it's a cave and that's what they're kind of, not not what this right actually is, but imagine they tell you, you sat with the master, you meditated, you richly prepared, there was a cleanse or a fasting, and then you wake up the next morning and you nod to your master, you share your tea, and you, the stargazer, get up and enter the cave. And as you walk in, there's a spirit, clearly you can, you can sense and nothing said though and you say spirit what is the first challenge and you hear the echo of your voice saying what what is the first challenge after a while in a pause there's nothing said and you don't know it's maybe it's not working but you don't see anything no one instructs you and you turn around and leave and you go to your master and say i think something's off here because i asked the spirit you know what is the first challenge and all all it was is my echo and then nothing happened and the master chuckles pours you another cup of tea as you sit down, well, then perhaps we try again tomorrow. Real calm, real peaceable. What the hell does it mean? What could it mean? There's a lot of possibilities here. Was that spirit, was the echo response supposed to get me to start talking why I'm here? Was I supposed to talk at all? Was I only supposed to say an answer? Was I just supposed to philosophize? Welcome to being a stargazer. I feel it says it all in, in like that whole stairwell up or however you want to make it. And to me, that made it very cool. Like, you could really feel out the gate what a Stargate is all about. And I like the fact that that master could be a David Carradine. Uh, I love that show. Or, or whatever it could have been. But the, but the point is, whatever it is to you, you get to have a lot of creativity and leeway to create a different werewolf than a rage-filled monstrosity necessarily, necessarily that some people get stuck with the type of stereotypes. Yep. That's really it that they get into about the werewolf stereotypes in terms of rite of passage. But I promised you a story, and that story I'm going to let Nick kind of take the reins on it, because that's what this book guides you through, is a type of rite of passage, I suppose, and one no less daunting, and having to wet your whistle with what, stereotypically at this point, well, rolling a boulder uphill sort of situation a lot of werewolves have to face. Nick, what do they face in this story? 
in this particular rite of passage, it's a it's a group of people that start out at the the Sept of the Green uh, in Central Park in in New York City that we're all familiar with with uh, with Mother Larissa, and uh, and and it's a group of they have default characters in the back of the book. You can grab, use them if you want. You can roll your own characters, bring them in, do that. They have some suggestions. Uh, take them or leave them, or, uh, or or do whatever you want to. The idea is this is is that there's an exchange of cubs between a Wendigo cairn up in uh, up in Canada and and the New York cairn, and uh, and the, you go across the Moon Bridge. The cubs are exchanged, and trust me, you don't want to go against this. The book unabashedly plot hammers you through this. No, 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 no. I was I was just pointing out. DJ, did you not call it? I like called a- it. Didn't I just didn't I just call this a little bit earlier that there was a Wendigo bone our exchange program going on? So this good. is a scheme. <laughs> so so as as predicted, um, this happens, right? Your uh, your your group of people they get harried or chased or whatever it is across the moon bridge, and they end up in the in the Wendigo. Uh, Karen up in up in wherever Canada, right, just outside Toronto, and uh, and it's at that point that they that the elders say, "All right, cool, you got to write a passage coming, enjoy it." And then the very next day, they find out that the Wendigo that went to New York all got got. So immediately, the Wendigo are like, "Well, uh, get the hell out of our Karen. G- good luck with whatever on your right. We don't care about right now." As uh, as we're going to start preparing for war with New York, <laughs> and uh, and we don't ever want to see you come back, and if you do, we'll kill you. Um, the reason they stayed, of course, is that because they're pups, they're they're protected at certain levels in the litany. Um, the litany doesn't apply to cubs, as it, as it states in this book. Um, they're because uh, they they just haven't been familiarized with it, aren't expected to know it, but. Once you're out, once they're out, it's 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 your characters to do whatever they want. The uh, there's there's things they can go and explore and things they can go see. Uh, at the essence of it, there's an impending war coming with the with the two Cairns, right? Because the Moon Bridge immediately gets shut down, and nobody can talk between anybody with what's going on, and uh, and they shut out the uh, any passage into back into the Winter Wolf's Cairn, and the you know, the Wendigo Karen up in, in Canada and, and you're not expected to be able to come back. The shit of it is, um, as soon as you leave the Karen, you have just a short time frame before a massive blizzard comes in and starts harassing your players to kind of get them moving, get them working on their survival skills, get them learning how to survive and adapt in the, in the Canadian wilderness. But uh, there's a handful of plots that kind of pop out in this book. And uh, and one of them, there's a super plot I like to call it, called the the five talons of the worm, where there's a there's a BSD uh, pack out there trying to raise something that nobody fully understands the 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 potency of it, but they think it might be considered one of these five talons of the worm, um, five creatures of superpower. We're we're gonna hold here just a brief second. Five talons of the worm. Now, I, I need to kind of, before, the, the worm was like a member of the triad. We get that. It was kind of more spiritual than anything else. And it corrupts and it, it has power and it influences things. And at this, it's pretty much like the wild or the weaver. You don't really, you don't see a giant god spider walking around and actually doing anything. Right. right. It's it's assumed that there is one or what have you. Big spiritual thing. And we describe the different worlds where you might see it in the Umbra because you got to go pretty deep to get to where they dwell and who knows how you live once you get there. Well, um, now we're saying that there are five talents that the worm has and they represent five entities. And one of these entities escape in this story. Escape. Well, uh, you could say escape. I would say it's, it's trapped in its meteorite egg. And, uh, once mm. somebody figures out how to crack that egg, well, all hell's going to break loose on the planet. Let me think about this a second, because we did a book, too, where this is similar. Wait a second. Wait a second. We have another worm creature of of godlike power trapped in a mountainous prison that is able to poison the land around them and then somehow still influence and corrupt those around it. Hmm. 
but it seems to me Transylvania had the same problem, and a whole entire clan was sacrificed to this, and that's the Zemisi. So we can confirm that this is indeed a problem. And that's I just wanted to point that out that here we have it again. Apparently the worm wiggle them talons loose and oh it's a thing. Please please continue. It's an interesting point. Yeah. So I mean uh well, who knows what kind of crazy evil is going to come out of that that weird star egg once uh, once uh, once that gets broken open. And it, it tells you kind of like, you know, just ideas of, of what it is and and what it is and and different stuff like that and and gives you options to play around with. Another thing is these black spiral dancers are aware of your cubs and they are aware that they are the wrench in the whole system, but they, uh, they haven't quite gotten to the point where it's important to kill them for, as the schedule says, 10 days after 10 <laughs> days, suddenly they'll remember it's time. It's time to get them damn cubs and, uh, and come after you. But it's just another it's it's another plot involved. Obviously, these BSDs are are very uh involved in trying to, you know, like handle this great creature they want to release. There's there's vamps that work with the black spiral dancers that will work like a hit squad. I think the Sabbat should be called the Sabbat. I think uh I think they should too. I think a lot of people are always curious where the where the Sabbat come from and how many times they're mentioned. And it's curious that they're mentioned right here in this book. Right? Just a synopsis, just a little bit of them, a little, little taste yep. of where they're kind of going. You know, it's still growing, but they're perfect cannon fodder for uh, werewolf fighting. Yeah, and they're uh, they're by no means pushover vamps, so you're not gonna you're not gonna deal with that. Uh, to add things even more complicated, after you leave this cairn, there's one particular uppity Arun of the Wendigo who thinks he might be able to earn himself a little extra credit by swiping you as his homework. So he's going to start, him and his pack will start tracking you across the Canadian wilderness, trying to find you. And if they catch you, they will try to kill you. And uh, and I guess Litany be damned. They they don't seem concerned with it. Um, but uh, you're also going to deal with Pentex and the Superbane. If you have that one glass walker in your pack, they will be super excited to be able to use those awesome skills. Um, yeah, go ahead, Ben. So what this book's done is that it's it's combined a lot of elements of uh, some good stuff you could get into. But I say good stuff because, obviously, this doesn't stand to the modern usage of the material that you guys are there. But you easily could tier to do so, right? It is possible to get this book and make this a viable story to start or ramp a start out for the players you get to kind of go through it if you've never done Werewolf and uh, see what's going on. But it it does hit what I feel are the themes of werewolf. And I want to see if you two think it's, it's different. I think it does make you the hero as the player, right? It definitely points out the fact that you are unique and yep. have to rise to the challenge to do this. I think it does make you super important to whatever chronicle you're about to start with this pack of werewolves and thus those players. Yep. I think it does highlight the worm. Not the worm could be corruptive in various forms, right? It gives you yes. every flavor you can go at. And the fourth thing is I also clearly think it highlights that you have to stick together you're not going to do this solo so so in this i mean in my opinion just to see what this story does i feel that this is a viable story that you could any way you want to chop it up and throw it out could work for players however is there something in here that when you read and went through that you feel or that you've heard so far dj that you guys feel are like well maybe not especially considering the times i i have something for sure um, there's a particular passage in here that caught my attention as an IT guy. Um, I had to smile on the inside in my very heart. It said, uh, with a dexterity plus computer role, the characters can save any of this data to a 3.5 inch floppy disk in order to carry it back as proof. This must be done very quickly. Printing out the data would require 30 more minutes because of the noise involved, it's a loud dot matrix printer. There's a one in five chance of attracting attention to themselves. The data must be printed out <laughs> anywhere, and it's saved in ASCII format on the floppy. Obviously, update this for the modern times, folks. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, there's no way they could have conceptualized as much as a cell phone camera um, or, or a, even a cell phone 
in in this game uh, or this time. And I mean, because there's there's a lot of options. They tell you about things that could or couldn't happen. Your main takeaway is uh, use your imagination, update this, and and work it into your own your own web. For me, I did find one. I'm gonna point this out on page 31. It highlights a map that, like, apparently the players can stumble upon, um, or just an, a cleverest team might just make their own version of this and occlude some things. But it's very interesting to me that they have a map on there. They have stuff like ghost pups. Okay, we see them. Winter wolf, sep, guru, no problem. Um, demon bear, <laughs> Bill the Garal. And he's, he's in this story. It's you know not really a shocker. It's a Garal. They're there. They exist. And yep. the Garal is a werebear. Their bear. You got it. It's their bear, the werebear, Bill the Tom Bombardil, as I was pointing out by Nick, and I agree. Sorry, um, I, I can't I can't not draw those similarities. <laughs> but then to the far northwest you have fairies. Yep. <laughs> There's just Faye. I, I am pointing out that in, in back in the day, you used to hear about people with the Fianna and making the fake connection and the merits in the book and people use it to justify, oh, it's not what they wanted or intended. It can't be there. Why not? Right. Bob, it gets better than this, right? These aren't just Faye, right? These are, these are Faye that are here for a midwinter ritual. They're going to come and their job is to kidnap a werewolf and bring it back for their midwinter festival. Look, I don't know what Fianna you have in your group, but they're gone. Okay? <laughs> it says it. It's in the rite of passage. The Fianna want that Faye. Or excuse me, the Faye want that Fianna. No other Fianna. They want to party. And there's only one group that know how to party. That's the Fianna. Bye. Yep. Bye. Who knows what they'll come back as? But uh, they'll have a story to tell. That's the important thing. Um, that it doesn't give you a lot of detail on that. That's a that's a definite spot where it says, "Hey, St, fill in with your imagination." <laughs> don't be afraid to fill in with your imagination anywhere in here. I don't, I don't even know what to to say elsewise. In fact, I think that uh oh, I do, I do. The appendix gives you a list of characters for the story. Um, yep. they fit rather well. I think if you're looking for a for any game, I think they fit well. I want to put that out there. A little few adjustments, but if you had new players that you want to enjoy Werewolf, they don't know what to make, I would f- download these, you know, get the book and kind of disseminate them for use for your group and uh, kind of give them these templates to kind of play with and get used to being a werewolf and see what they like about it. It's a good idea. Yep. Uh, the point system, the right spread, it's pretty cool. It's enough to play with. They get interested. It's enough play to go with. But you'd have to do some modern updating with rules, and there's ways to do it um, if you go that route. Or if you're just being archaic and you're like, no, I'm going to stick to first ed, and I got what I need. Fantastic. Um, It's weird to me because I'm used to a first ed standard where if I'm going to see something put in a book, it might be one-sided or crazy over the top. Um, it's, It's not. It's not. Um, the uh, other half of this is too is I can't let it go. At the Sabbat are a little weird to me. Uh, <laughs> it was just odd to me to see that thrown in. For all the werewolf have to face, don't forget the Sabbat. And I get where it's at, right? It's near Toronto, Vancouver. You know, Montreal's not far. We're gonna have it out here, and that's cool. And maybe it's I know a little forward info, but the point is uh, to see it here. I couldn't help but smirk because the Sabbat are like like weak bully boys that are gonna get mad. They're going to come back later if you kill them. Um, cause, well, I'll just say it flat out. Nick, what are the Sabbat in this book in the story? Uh, they're Tremere Ante. Dun, dun, dun. Basically, the Ten are going to want to sit down and have a drink with them. That's what I'm getting. A little quirky, a little odd, uh, but a guru story is here and one to be had. Um, so on this, though, we're going to rate this book real quick. DJ, you're going to take the everyman view. You, we did not have you read this. But we did have you listen to the review here, kind of participate here and there. Um, what do you think of what you heard based on the story um, and the intent of it? Every storybook is based on giving you a flavor of the werewolf, um, a chance to play or portray it as a storyteller and play it as a player, um, what, what the guru are about, and a sort of glimpse at what this game could become with the various plot directions you could go in. Does this make you want to play a werewolf? It does. Um, it does make me want to play werewolf, and I think from a, a storyteller perspective, especially me walking into play werewolf the first time, if that was my case, it gives you the story leaves it open so that you can create, and it doesn't shoehorn you into just playing one type of pack or one type of tribe. 
And I think that's awesome because it is an exchange program. You don't know what your parents are like. You're in New York, cosmopolitan location, come from any tribe, do anything. And then you're stuck in unknown lands, find your way back. More enough story seed for you to go whichever way. It doesn't feel as shoehorned as I thought it was going to sound like, such as it was in previous vampire supplements that we've read about. So this is a breath of fresh air, so to speak. Badass. Um, what about you, Nick? That is a uh, that is another thing about this. It it gives you timelines and things like that, but it also gives you plenty of extra filler to inject in and maintain momentum. This is not going to be as valuable to you if you don't understand and read the storyteller section in the main book. Um, but it gives you all the tools you need to kind of run that game. And as long as you remember the golden rule, which is make it your own, then uh, this is a great addition to the uh, to the library. All right. Well, then I, I'm convinced on that. I uh, definitely see both points and agree. Uh, Rights of Passage is a great start. Uh, there are some rough contradictory points in the modern, but remember, we're still in the early 90s Yep. Uh, when it comes to this book. Right, folks? So um, it gets better as it goes. And, uh, and even for what it is, it's not completely bad. It's just mm, grain of salt, right? But the material does hold up. Um, get this book. If you like the idea of the story, check it out. If you want some templates and a way to do it, um, sometimes a good few collectors to see the origins to better understand your ST Volt material that you create. Um, why? You don't want to go down a road that's already traveled, or you want to stand in the shoulders of giants, as I'm a fan of saying, and you want to modify that which is already there or maybe take it a direction others who have improved upon the content didn't go, as we can't possibly cover every direction when we update material. Um, thanks again, guys. I appreciate you coming out, and we'll tune in next time. What is the next book we have, actually? No, we got right past Rage Across New York. Rage Across New York, and why? that's super cool, because in this book it tells you, Sept of the Green, New York, the, their companion books. It's a good idea to have that for going on, and I know that's a great book. Uh, so we'll talk to you guys next week where we go over Sept of uh, Rage Across New York. Excuse me. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to our 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you liked what you heard, please reach out and let us know on Twitter at 25 years of VTM at our email info at 25 years VTM.com on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash 25 years VTM or on our website www.25yearsvtm.com If you would like to support us, we can be found at patreon.com slash 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade.